Oh, Merry Christmas, Moan. Merry Christmas, DK. It is Thursday, December 21, which is not a holiday, but there's a pretty big one coming in four days, and there's also a pretty big football game coming in a couple of days. Steelers versus Bengals at Grisher Stadium. Man, the game just feels so secondary, doesn't it anymore? <laughs> doesn't it? You know what? I, I, I'm i on the other side of it. I don't think it's secondary, DK. All right. Let's For hear these, it. these reasons right here, man, um, a lot can be determined by how they win or lose this game. I, I think it's one of the more primary games going into the entire weekend, DK. I, I don't want to subscribe to saying, oh, yeah, burn it down, because there's always the other side of rebuilding. There might be a shortage of material. You might have a bad crew building a new house. You might actually not get all the money back from your insurance, DK. You might have something in the house that's unclaimed on your insurance, right? Mm -hmm. And you might not get it back. And that's what I mean by winning and losing this game. You win, heck, it masks something. The insurance might get you what you want. You lose. You might cash out, but you might not get the return that you was looking for. Maybe the housing market is too high, DK. Who knows? So you're going for like a longer view here. You're just saying this is a big game from the franchise standpoint, it more is. so than getting into the playoffs or whatever. No, nah, screw the playoffs. Yeah, uh, I, I, yeah no. That's where I am, too. They, they, they got to get on the same page on what the actual standard is for this group, DK. I, I, like, George Pickens is upset because, well, he didn't block. Because oh, he that's why he's hurt. upset. Yeah, he's a, and that was the media's fault. That's by far the silliest thing I think I've heard. Your tape don't lie. Ever lies, DK. No, um, it's it's funny that whenever whenever he says things like that, or whenever any athlete says something like that, like yeah, you know, you guys didn't play the game. You're not a football player. You couldn't ever blah 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 blah. It's conveniently ignoring that a ton of the criticism that he's getting is coming from people who did play and in fact moan correct me if i'm wrong but who would be the most offended by that particular play would it be me or you it would be me and, yes, and marcus Spears and yes. even dan orlovsky and ryan clark and i mean there's been so many people players that has actually said this, DK. That's what's most frustrating and confusing about it. How can you be frustrated and confused? You know? I think George could pull it off. He can pull it off. You know what we need to do because we're actually doing the show right now, part of it. You want to go ahead and hit this bell or? Oh, yeah. Mm, it's, a, it's, a, it's a jingle bell. It's a jingle bell. I'm Dan Kovacevic in downtown Pittsburgh, and he is Ramon Foster in Hendersonville, Tennessee, 11-year starting guard in the National Football League. And as such, Moan, yeah. I'm going to take a question that was sent to me from my morning podcast, and I'm, I'm going to give it to you instead because I'm not qualified to answer it. Please do. Uh, a, a gentleman wrote asking me, because Mike Tomlin said in one of his many George Pickens press conferences this week. Crazy that we've know, addressed it this much in one week. I don't think A.B. had this many. No, A.B. didn't get multiple press conferences. Okay, all right. And he, he asked me, because Mike Tomlin said in that second press conference that uh, he prefers to handle these things, you know, the discipline stuff, Behind the scenes, he when when he was asked by a reporter, "What are you going to do disciplinary?" He said, "I'm going to do something. It's just not not going to share it with you." Yeah. And the readers want to know what that is. The the listeners want to know what that is. The viewers want to know what that is. Uh, what what does he mean by that? Because I can't I can't picture that. I don't have that answer. So the answer to if he disciplines, the answer is a a, a heck yes. Okay, he does. It's it's a heck yes. Um, and let me go before I go further into describing what his punishments are and how he goes about it though, too. Um, I think the reason he doesn't give the answer publicly on how he punishes guys or, you know, puts them in a doghouse is because no way or method of punishing the guy public is ever going to suffice or satisfy the public. Can, do we, can we agree with that? 
Um, to, yeah, to a degree, yeah. You can never <laughs> really satisfy him, right? Like, that. that is one approach he's always taken. And I get it for those reasons right there. Because if you bench him, then, oh, yeah. But there's also going to be a portion of the fan base that says, well, I got to look out for the team and help them win. Um, or it shouldn't come down to that. It changes. The goalposts are moved, right, DK? Mm-hmm. Well, you should have never got to this point to, for you to be disciplined him. Okay, so it's always that conversation. Then it's also his job that's you know, it, it lines up parallel exactly with performance of those types of players on the field. If he does sit him, if you cut him, man, golly, we'd have loved to have him. You should have caught, you should have taught him up, right? Yeah. Excuse me. You can never satisfy the crowd by saying publicly what it is. What he's done with pros, here's the thing, especially for a young guy like him, you always hit him in the pocket because mm-hmm. you can. Conduct detrimental is all it's the silver bullet that every coach has. And there's no limit on conduct conduct detrimental to the team. Absolutely. You can find him for. 10,000, you can find them for 50,000. You can do whatever you want to conduct detrimental. Seriously? Players associations okay with that? Conduct detrimental mean you were a detriment to the team. It was outside of your contract on the things that you did. Yes, you can find. It can be a hefty I actually didn't know that. Conduct detrimental. I've heard of guys being fined 150,000. Say what you want to. I don't care how much you you make. would you appeal it to? It is a contract-based Team-oriented fine, DK. Oh, man. So I don't, I don't get hit too often with something that I hadn't heard before in covering a team. I did not know that. Conduct detrimental can go high. And that's why you can have weight clauses or a B situation. Like, there were fines behind it. So for a guy like George, I've seen him find guys like that. It is um, money for the most part because everybody's coming from a point to where the, 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 the earnings of it, you know what I'm saying, really hits you harder than lack of playing time. Again, you've heard Coach Tomlin say time and time again, our business is winning. I can find you up to however much I want to if it's conduct detrimental, and you can still play for free or almost free. And it might not hit you then. It might hit you later. So more times than not, it's usually in the pocket, DK. And then, of course, it's you just been splattered in front of your entire teammates on the stuff that you've done, the earn, like the respect that you have to earn back. There is a factor of being on a team, DK, that really lays itself to I let my teammates down. Like George issues are George's only, but it affects the entire team. The thought that you are not going to block for somebody because you're fearing of getting hurt. You know the times that most players get hurt, DK? Mm. It's when they're trying not to get hurt. So there's so many lessons in the stuff that he just let. Because you're not braced. You're You're not not braced. Or you're not moving your feet. Yes. He was actually in a worse position, DK. He's a stationary target by looking at it and watching. You remember he had to jump over the the defender in those moments right there. So when it comes down to how Coach Tomlin does it, it's early mornings. It's, hey, having to make sure your guys stay late. And it's also hitting them in his pocket. This conversation in general, DK, unless he turns around, George Pickens will be a second-tier wide receiver, maybe even third-tier. Who knows, DK? Now, to say that they're affecting him because of the game plan and stuff like that, I don't know how much that'll actually affect him because if he's open, he's open. The thing is, you need you, – you need, Mason needs a good game too. So why would I hurt uh, uh, his teammates, our teammates in those times by benching the guy in those moments, DK? Now, AB's situation was totally egregious, all the stuff that he was doing. You had to sit. There was no absolute – there was no way you can do this. But effort – I can hurt you with your hurt you in your pockets because of effort. Well, that's that leads me to a follow up here, which is is I, I think there's a public perception when you find a professional athlete, whether it's a quarterback making thirty million or you know a, a a normal veteran making around three, four, five, yeah, something in that range, or even just a minimum wage guy. There's a perception that yeah, all he got was fine. That doesn't bother him. See what I'm saying. But I'm asking you, does, does it bother? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. How much though? Enough to change conduct? It it does, or go show out why you deserve more after you were fine. Like Antonio situation. I see everybody bringing that up as far as AB. Let's let's not compare AB to George. 
Let's let's stop that, please. Read, read, read this. Read this. You can't do what AB does because you can't do what AB does. <laughs> Chris, I've been seeing. I hadn't even seen your comment, but I've been seeing his name dropped up so much. That's AB, really good. I mean, I called you friggin' AB DK. Yeah, DK. I mean, I'm having that kind of day. How how much of a model citizen, for the most part, was Antonio in his earlier proven years? Oh my God, he was an angel. How like? He laid I mean, down a foundation. He was an angel. I, I, I mean, you can't even. I, I've tried to describe for people the difference just in the relationship that I had with him over the years and how much it changed because of how much he changed. Yeah. You know, and yeah, yeah he to, two totally different people. But yeah, yeah, I like what you said though. He laid down the foundation. He understood what needed to be done, and he even kind of shared some of that in that lecture with George that he put on social media. You know, sometimes you tell your kids, like, yeah, I might put my foot up on the feet up on the table, but you can't because you ain't me. You know why? <laughs> your kids don't pay bills in that house. You know, they're not <laughs> in, in, in an authoritative figure, right, DK? Mm -hmm. A B laid to say what y'all want to. He laid down one hell of a, a foundation. And then the legend grew. And then we told A B how great he was. And then he was. And then he got better. George ain't even gotten we he has no Pro Bowl. Deontay got a Pro Bowl. George, George and Deontay George, ain't even in the same no, conversation. George isn't in the solar system of a Pro Bowl. No, so let's let's stop that conversation, please, and just call George's case exactly what it is. He's a young guy that need to figure out that this league will leave you behind. You will be a one-year-to-year -year type of guy if you don't fix it. Like, that's the beauty of what we got going on, too, is, all right, give him three jet sweeps, uh, jet street, uh, jet sweeps in a row. You know what also happens right here from Squatch Watch it? Mm -hmm. Is this Chicago got rid of Claypool? Now, here's the other thing we love Chase Claypool in year one, right? Imagine so, what he could have been. Yep. What is what is what is Claypool now? Just a dude, just a dude bouncing around. This league is unforgiving. I covered the Miami game that he played in and didn't even hear his name or even see him. He may be a special teamers now for the rest of his career. So I know we're upset because we love what George can do and how great he can be for us. Pittsburgh's never had a problem finding wide receiver talent at all. You got an issue right now figuring out what you're going to do with the quarterback spot, but it's never had an issue, DK, figuring out what a quarter, I mean, what, what wide receivers were going to catch the ball and how talented guys were going to be. I don't like the conversation of comparing one to the other because George Pickens is not Antonio Brown and not even close to it. No, he's not. And one of the things I notice as I as I go through some of these comments here is that we're all looking for somebody else to blame for these situations. That's, okay. Yes. And, or some situation. And Matt Hyde is one of many people to bring up. Well, I think the 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 Vontez perfect hit really changed A B. No, A B was <laughs> tell him, <laughs> okay. he was fine. Yeah, I, I, that, I mean, the, 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 it's it's not just that. It's just that it was such a gradual it was. Pro progression or regression into diva ness that it, it's yeah. But AB also got the job done. We also see stuff like, uh, and I got some admonishment over this uh, myself here on, uh, on my daily podcast when people were saying. You know, DK, you just went through this whole list of people, including team leadership and head coach and assistant coach and positional coach. And you got one guy you left out of the mix was George himself. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Okay. Yeah. Because that's ultimately what it comes down to. A little bit of coin says GP needs to check his ego at the door ASAP. Otherwise, he's going to see what the NFL really stands for. Not for long. Not for long. It is that. And, and we we hold players up high, and everybody gets crowned early in this league because everybody's looking for the new hot quarterback and the new hot wide receiver because mainly economics has made it that way too. The prices are super high, DK. They are for both of those positions. So when we see it, uh, uh, just an, uh, a sliver of guys being good, we all dive in that this guy's going to take over the league. And it's not guaranteed. I'll say this when it comes down to it. You guys know I'm an SEC guy. I also have been around numerous teams when it comes down to the types of players guys are whenever they come out of school and you hear stuff. Georgia kind of coddles their players. And most really good players in college do get coddled. Mm -hmm. They get knocks on their doors. Hey, you got to go to class every single day. Yeah. 
that type of stuff happens in college. And it may be hard to do, especially when they come into the league and they make some acrobatic catch. They think this is college again, and it's not. So a lot of the stuff that Coach Tomlin's getting blamed for, what if I could tell you that he has done those things when it comes down to, hey, you have to be here. There may be guys that are checking him to making him making sure that he shows up to, to practice and to meetings and to everything he needs to on time. It's only a certain point, and I've heard Coach T say this stuff. I'll deal with you as long as I can afford to. Maybe Coach T won't even make it to the end of that conversation until he can afford to. Who knows? But when it comes down to one guy that hadn't even gotten a 1,000 yards, that, to me, I think is the bigger issue than anything. Who, wh- where does he get the right to act like this? It's because of us. Last one on this subject, and I really mean that, comes from James, who <laughs> says, Hey, Moan, how does the locker room handle a guy who says he won't block because he's worried about injury? You can not put him on the field. You can cut his time. But there will no, be. No, 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 no. How does How's the, the locker, room? locker room? We know what the coach could or should be doing here. What should you be doing in that locker room, on if anything? So here's the thing. I don't. I don't think we had this type of issue. So I can't really give you that type of answer. I'll be lying to you because the stuff that we had issues with with AB or Le'Veon or Mark yeah, it was Davis, just weird, weird stuff. Yeah, it was personal stuff. Mm-hmm, yeah, it was never effort. Y'all can't ever say it was an effort issue with those dudes. You can yell at him, but that's a grown freaking man. You can threaten him, but then you're going to have to fight him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? How do you handle it, DK? Like, this ain't no uh, uh, tie a guy up in the locker room and beat him with a box of, I mean, with a bag of nickels. Like, it, it don't work like that in the NFL. This is what you do you throw a rope out there. This is your lifeline. Either you can climb up with us or you can use this rope to hang yourself. Those are the other two options. You'll feel that tension from your teammates. You do. Guys that are slacking or missing workouts, they feel themselves getting shunned. But it's just different in the NFL because, again, that's a grown friggin' man that's probably at the apex like this Christmas tree of his family. It's probably George and then his parents and then uncles and aunties. Like, he's the head decision maker potentially in his family. So how am I going to tell him as a, as the leader of his family, his conglomerate, George Pickens LLC, you need to do this. No, your tape will show, and eventually you'll find your way out. Oh boy. You know, like I could I could tell you somebody uh, should fight him. But what is a fight gonna do, DK? I mean, there's been fights that have done some good, but it didn't do Claypool any good. Not that I'm giving away who was at the wrong end of that fight that one day. At practice. And even when he went to a new destination, he still hadn't bounced back. Nope. Robert has the best point of all. Sick of talking about GP. Steelers have deeper problems. This is accurate. And you know what? We're going to discuss those things on the only, the only segment that actually matters. That's hey, moan, good people. At DK Pittsburgh Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now, that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app. Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live box scores. Track the latest stats. Chat it up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Coverage that connects. Now, it is Christmas coming up, and that means that you can get – see how quick I made the wardrobe change there? I see that, man. Who are you, Superman? Are you Clark Kent? That's right, pal. <laughs> That's right, pal. I got – this is one of my favorite ones. It's just the flat-out hey moan that's up front. Now, we also have the model that has the, the standard Ramon Foster, the one that you yeah. see at the top of the screen logo, uh, and the hey moan is on the back. All of these things are available at – dkps.net slash Ramon shop. Yes, DK. Uh, You know what what other day is Christmas? What's that? Every day that Rochelle (laughs) is around. And people are swooping up these these memberships too, (laughs) man. She's on fire right now. I see you, Carrie, with the membership also, man. Shout out to you. 
I like this. And Carrie comes in with one. That's yeah. perfect. Just a perfect little balance there, you know? It is, man. DK, and, and uh, man, by the way, it's been two days we hadn't done. I've had stuff to do with my family. Uh, so I apologize for time. But I, I've been seeing a lot of this stuff about this particular player. And every time I read something about George or anything, it, it irks me even more. It did. Because I'm like, the game gives you all you want, DK. And I'm going to get off the subject. The game gives you all you want. What's Everything that, that you can – meaning when you're young, most of us players come from rather rural, urban, low poverty, um, some middle class, some upper class guys. Like there's different levels of it. But football to me is a game you love and you have to love. You heard me say this time and time again. You can't just – walk out there and play football you gotta love playing football it's too physical to just let it plays go by because when you just let plays go by you look like george don't you you look like george because football is too hard and then when i see Jalen say what he said right like that ain't the way i would play that really irks me even more because you know there's a divide there's probably a little bit of tension there now and now George is going to have to overprove himself. Like, the fact that Jalen said that, DK, listeners, like, lets you know where they are at. So for the people asking, where are the guys in the locker room? I think what Jalen said is probably the most piercing thing that you could ever see. Especially coming from him. He are don't say anything. Me? He doesn't say anything. The, the idea... Uh, and for anybody who's wondering, you know what it was. Uh, Jalen Warren told Ray Fittipaldo of the Post Gazette oh that uh, I would have blocked for him, <sighs> which is the most. I, I just can't. I mean, if if he just said that and nothing else, I would have blocked for him. Uh, it, powerful stuff. Powerful it, quote. It, oh man, uh, but but again, why I say the game gives you everything you want? Well, here we are now with a lot of folks. We're, we're all about to go through the holiday season. We're in it, Christmas. I mean, either your shopping's done or you're still finishing up. Or you're that, shopping at? At. There we go, DK. Hit them with it real quick. <laughs> DK. Yeah. DKPS.net slash Ramon Shop. Go ahead, Mo. You're, you're, you're shopping there, too. Get you some merch, okay? But it's a lot of those. Every guy in that building, DK, don't they have one less worry, and that's financial. And that financial aspect of their one less worry is from the hard-earned dollars of people like the people that watch our show, consume stiller content. I saw somebody said I'm mad because I just bought a GP jersey. You know, and, and a lot of people are gonna go into some bad situation because they want to have a good holiday season, right? Mm-hmm. But the game has given him fame, money, notoriety, and power too. And then it can all be gone because you don't have effort. Like efforts, you should never have to teach that, DK. We're doing a terrible job of avoiding oh, the subject. I just want you to we know are. that right I know. now. This is I just, know. we're the worst ever at avoiding the George Pickens subject. So we're going to go for something that really totally cleans the slate. Ready? Change us over, DK. Yeah, we're changing the channel now. David Ham says, hey, Bone, what are some of your favorite holiday season family traditions? One of mine, we just changed it over, man. We used to do holiday season hit from November to December and even New Year's. We were huge on having basically Thanksgiving dinner every single time. Zim waving. Uh, <laughs> we would get Thanksgiving dinner every single time. Chicken and dressing, turkey, all that type of stuff. We've now gone to a Steaks and like seafood or surfing turf or something like that. Like that, yeah. We do steak. Yeah, we do steak. We've been doing like prime rib too, or now I can smoke it on my on my smoker and everything. That's one of my things, DK, that I'm happy that we do as a family now. Uh so that's my thing, DK. Teresa uh, Teresa says HO scale trains and villages. I'm into the Legos thing. Are you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, building uh, the Christmas. They put out an annual Christmas set every year, and I'm the one that keeps that going. This right here, uh, and a Christmas story. Soon as I get settled in and food is up, like, and the kids open up their presents and stuff, Christmas stories on the TV. Oh, really? See, we go oh. for Charlie Brown. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, uh, Christmas story. And I'm not sure if we've all uh, watched it as a family, too, but Christmas story is big That time. reminds me. We, we got a Charlie Brown caricature of you coming. Get out of here. Yeah, for our website. We do it for everybody. 
Uh, it's like a, it's like a, we, we have everybody around this cheesy little Charlie Brown tree and everything. So, so yeah, you're going to be on there for the first time. Jen, and Jen Home comes, Alone too. Jen comes in as a fellow uh, Lego fan. Uh, we have, we have a guest here. Let's do it. Stop here. This is Ethan Kelly from Charlottesville, Virginia. Come on in, Ethan. Take this. Sorry. No echo. Come on in here. Hey, Moan. What's going on? <laughs> Charlottesville, you go to UVA? Uh, no, I just born and raised there. I go to college in Richmond. Okay. Yeah, yeah nice. but um, just here for the Penguin game. So Good. my family's from up here. So big Penguin Steelers fan. Yeah. You know, Hopefully. I guess, yeah. Yeah, hopefully you get some snow or something, man. We're not getting any in Tennessee for Christmas. Uh, we don't get any anymore for, in Virginia. So, oh, you know, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But um, I guess I have a question. So, like, I know that Mason Rudolph is um, starting this weekend. Yeah. So, I mean, when you were playing, if you had, like, a backup in, would you guys have, like, specific like plays that were more suited for him, I guess. Like I, for example, like with Mitch Trubisky, he's yeah. a really good, like down the field thrower. So yeah. they would run more like go routes, yeah. but would you guys have a specific script for like those backups that would be more suited to what they're good at? Yeah, uh, there is a difference. And the quarterback has a say so in what he do and does not want also. So the protections is usually what they're comfortable with, whether it's a seven step or five step. You can say you want more five steps or more seven steps that week or whether Mason wants to roll out. Mason's not a rollout type of guy. So I can't imagine seeing that this weekend. I expect him to be a statue in the back of the field looking down. And uh, he's a down-the-field guy from the Big 12. Yeah, Oklahoma State. Yeah, love Mm -hmm. the big ball. I know we've talked a lot of number 14. If he really wants to get down the field and make a name for himself, Mason Rudolph's going to be the guy for him. He's got a cannon. He does. He does, and he throws a good one. Like, it's got air on it. It's receiver time to adjust. I mean – Hopefully Pickens can win the one-on-one battle, like he, unlike he did against the Colts. But no, or Deontay. I mean, yeah, exactly. Deon- and but I, the other thing, I, one last thing. Sorry for taking up time. But I, <laughs> I was just wondering too. Like it seems like they don't use Calvin Austin anymore on those deep shots. They haven't even like just targeted that. him. Like they, they yeah. use him to hold the door anymore. I know. Like it just <laughs> seems like stop existing. I know. It's like yeah. he's out there for returns, and I'm just like. Yeah, he's had he has speed. All it takes is, you know, put him in a couple plays as a like a show. You know what I mean? Draw the defense away or just like one of those plays. If you get the right matchup, just throw in defense. He's he's a burner. So, yeah, he is. And to be fair, that switching offensive coordinators for sure probably changed their mindset into incorporating him. You probably got to think they probably want to pat George Deontay. Yeah. And, you know, because that, that's probably their mindset as far as their means to success. I can see that this week, though, being something because here's the other thing, too. Mason probably practices more with Calvin than he does those other guys. So I wouldn't be shocked to see him getting involved just even in between the deep passes, though. Yeah. Well, I would, again, I would love to see another Raiders type play where they just oh throw it deep gosh. and let him run. You know Please. what I mean? Yeah. Yes. But, Please. Yeah. We need it. Exactly. But, that's hey. my question. Thank Merry you for having Christmas. me. But yeah, Merry Christmas. All right. <laughs> you know, that play where they, they blew the top off uh, Kenny to uh, to Calvin Austin yeah. in Las Vegas. I talked to Calvin about that. They, they saw that look multiple times. And they tried it two or three other times. And you might remember that. And it didn't just it, – it didn't connect. Either Kenny underthrew the ball or something like that. But it, it's unbelievable to me that this player who is not really a blow the top off the you know the defense type of receiver anyway can't be utilized in some form when you consider mm-hmm. that all you got to do is give him the ball in open space and poof, he's gone. Yeah, that's true too. He's just disappeared. He has. Uh, I was selling a friend there. I was just like uh, changing the offensive coordinator probably had something to do with that oh, too. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. They probably were focused in on George, Deontay, and Pat, you know? Possibly. So that's the only, that's the only contingency I'll give it is that. Yeah, that that's that's really about it. And yeah. it, it. You know, between that and, you know, Anthony McFarland falling off the face of the earth. They got and, cut. And now off the roster. Yeah. Uh, you're talking about 
they just they went from last summer or this past summer really emphasizing speed. This is it. We're going to bring in the speed element to just eliminating it. What happened? What changed it? I got an idea of what changed it. What's your idea? Protection yeah. and progression of quarterbacking. Yeah. That's it. Do it we want starts, to hear that answer, start, though? It all starts where? It's all up, up it front. It all starts always up front. And the quarterbacking. It does. If I was, Do, if I was the offensive coordinator for that, for the Steelers, first off, I'd be fired after one series. <laughs> second, <laughs> second, I... I would just, I would look at this and say, how do I overcome the fact that I can't block anybody? It's such a set of handcuffs on anybody. That's not excusing Matt Canada, excusing the current guys, excusing anything. It's just that this problem has always been so multi-layered. Yeah. Because it comes from so many different directions, the various problems that they have. I mean, Jeff says it right here. They can't block. Yeah. They can't block. You know, we talked about said this earlier. Yeah, we, can't, we can't we can talk about uh, accountability and George Pickens and everything else, but as, as as Robert pointed out earlier, problems are so much greater than that. You know, we haven't mentioned I don't know that anybody's mentioning anywhere Dan Moore all week. Dan no. Moore was absolutely <laughs> atrocious in Indianapolis. Yes, he was. Okay, yes, he was. and we are not Dan Moore bashers on this program. No, at all. No, I was rooting for him, DK. I know. And 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 here they go, you know. They're just right past him, like it's nothing. But but what's what's frustrating though? It seemed like it's been all of them have regressed. You know, like legitimately, like even as as much as I thought about Broderick, Broderick's looked bad. I've seen him have a low effort plays. I have. He started off on fire. DK. He did not have a good game in Indianapolis. He did not. And this ain't no bash him moments, but. When it's bad, it's bad. Like, it's almost at a point, do you pull him out of the lineup and put Chooks back in on the basis of, all right, we got to show you this is a business, young man. And I don't think they'll do anything like that. And maybe he's got a reason for it. But it's been some low-effort moments, DK, that's just like, you still got a month left from last week. There's a month left of games. And you're still playing. You're playing them a day earlier also. Like, this is some weird stuff. So the suggestion comes from Chris to move Broderick Jones back to left tackle and to put Chooks back in. What say you? Yeah. Yeah. If you're going to ever do it, now would be the now time. Now would be the time. New quarterback, you know, meaning yeah. the guy behind center. If, if these comments are right beside each other, Eric Sculio, Sculo and, 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 and Chris, like if it's true and y'all believe in PFF scores and rankings, that justifies a benching right there, does it not, DK? Oh, that it justifies does. this move. It does. And then some are taking it farther and saying that Pat Meyer's job should be in jeopardy. Listen, if the head coach's job in jeopardy, everyone, everyone eh, the entire building is in jeopardy. Oh, well, I'll say this, the, the, the uh, offensive side more than the defense. Because, I mean, Coach Dunbar, yeah. I think, has done what you wanted him to do. Terrell's defense is at the um, is at the mercy of injuries. Losing your middle linebackers do not help. Uh, but also looking at How about all of his safeties. He has no safeties he for this no game. <laughs> his, th his three and four are out. Never mind his one and two. You see, so, so the defense may have. Do you know that there's a dude named Carl Same. Rowe or Eric Rowe, something like that? Eric Rowe is his name, who's who's practicing with the ones at safety. This league is full of opportunity. It's the only silver lining I have for you, DK. It's the only silver lining I have for you, my brother. That's why guys don't flee to the Canadian League or whatever, because they know there's – just sit by the phone. Sit by the phone. Stay healthy. Stay working out, DK. Oh, my gosh. What's his name again? Eric who? Eric Rowe. Somebody's going to put it up here on the screen here. Somebody's going to type it up here. But uh, I actually don't know who this is. Yeah. I've never heard of him respectful, and he's probably never heard of me a day of his life either. So there's that. Yeah, this is this is uh, the middle of here. It is the middle of the 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 Steelers defense is missing two starting inside linebackers, and one of those it has to be stressed here. Cole Holcomb was the dominant guy. He was the one who didn't leave the field. He was a th he was the only three down guy out of them, 
and also Quan Alexander. And then the guy yeah. who's hanging on, uh, Elandon Roberts, I'm going to tell you, he is playing through some stuff. Yeah. So even he's not all the way there. Golly. You know, but we got um, here. Here's one. Charles says, uh, by the way, not one person has put this safety's name up yet, so they don't know who he is either. <laughs> they don't. Eric Rose, a former second-round pick, says Mr. Shear. Not in Pittsburgh, he wasn't. Why is it second round pick and cut? I don't know. I Maybe he was he was a second round pick somewhere else. Yeah. Uh Charles says, Hey DK, what's going on with DeMarvin Leal? He was a third round pick who was a force in the SEC, and now he's competing with Isaiah Loudermilk for snaps. My easy answer to that is what's going on with Isaiah Loudermilk? You don't see either of them. I don't see either of them. Okay. But- Cam came back, and that that's fine. You know, Cam Hayward is gonna get by on smarts. And and his you know competitiveness Grit. and everything else here, yeah, and that's what he's doing. He's kind of going about that job right now in a way that he's stopping the run or trying to stop the run. It's not working out for him. It's not working out for them. Obviously, the Colts were pulling people off their practice squad to put up 150 yards against the Steelers. Uh, here, Dark Donnie says that this Eric Rowe was a two-time Super Bowl winner with wow. the Patriots. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's been in the league since 2015. Okay, I didn't well, even realize he, that. DK. He's, he's, he's playing with the ones he's practicing with the ones. He's got a hundred games and 56 starts in his career. He's about what? to get 57. Yeah. And then Eric points out here too, not seeing that might be a good thing because that means you're getting some good work out of Keanu Benton and you are, but let's not overstate what you get out of Benton what you're getting out of Cam, what you're getting out of Larry Ogunjobi when the other side is running practice squad guys down your throat. And I understand that it's not all on them. I understand that the inside linebackers are are just not there anymore. But it's got to start there. It does. Um, Dwight's got to go. And it's, it's it's a fair point to make right here. He says, how much of these problems is due to so much turnovers in players and coaches over the last three years? That's that's a really good excuse to have. I will I will definitely submit that into evidence, man. Um, but a part of the, all of this though too is development. Most of the culture has been there, and when you make these decisions though to either you know go get outside guys or draft whoever you decide to in these moments, um, this is what it's looked like. It still falls on the people who made these decisions. Again, the, one of the main excuses I'll make though is. This franchise needed a quarterback in the worst possible year to draft a quarterback. That's the only thing I have for you. Yeah. And that yeah. ain't to say anything bad about Kenny. Well, I mean, it, it, it kind of is, uh, you know. History tells us that, though, right? Yeah, it, it's a shame that that they were really in a position where they had to take a quarterback. And when they saw a familiar face – uh, somebody that they knew well, somebody who they trusted his work ethic, and they absolutely should have. It's not like Kenny's been any kind of disappointment in any him. intangible regard. But they went with it. They got excited about it. You saw that. That wasn't fake. That wasn't done just for you know movies. Yeah. Oh, so did I. Uh, and and maybe again, we don't mean to write off Kenny when we say things like this. It's just what the state of things are right now. Somebody asked this earlier, and I. I'm going to see if I can find it because it's such a good question as long as we're on that subject. Yeah. Um, it was – well, we'll start with this one here. Matt wants to know if you think Mason Rudolph will throw deep on Saturday. That's it's kind, his, of, it's kind of what he does. <laughs> I'm answering this before you even finish, DK. Yes, this is what Mason does. He's a deep ball guy. Again, pressure and – Mason's biggest issue is that snap moment to where the ball needs to be gone – He's still holding and guessing it. That does come with reps. Mason's biggest issue, DK, has been he's open. No, he's not. When you say he's, the ball should be gone. That's his biggest issue. It is. Deep ball, oh, he got that all day. So the the question that comes in, oh, and I just had it, now I lost it again. See how terrible I am at this? Oh, come on. All right, well, the, the question was this, which is, oh, here it is. What happens? This is from Andrew was worth the wait says hey moan what happens if mason lights up the bengals on saturday think about that oh. is kenny's already at practice now he's been ruled out for this week 
But that tells you that he'd be ready for the following week. What happens if Mason wins you this football game? I'm going to talk through this one real quick because uh, this is just where I'm at with it. If he lights it up, the question I have to ask myself is, do I believe they think in the building that Kenny Pickett is their franchise guy? I probably lean more. I knew you were going to say that. I never line up with that thinking. But go ahead. You're in the building. Because that's so true, though. Because Kenny's expendable. Very much so. Now, if we've made the decision he's our franchise quarterback, then Mason goes back to the bench. Uh, how do you make that? How do you – based on what? Based, would you just, right now, you're down to the final I two games if, of the season. I said if. I said if. <clears throat> if that coaching staff believes that. Me personally, I stick with Mason. Yeah. I, Mason is the guy. If he's the one that looks more professional than the others have – especially with decision-making and making smart throws. Those two things right there can win you games. Again, a franchise quarterback is supposed to win you half the games by himself, and the team covers the rest of them. If Mason can show he can win the game by himself for the most part, just through operation, DK, just through operation. Mitch Trubisky's operation look good and clean to you? No. Has Kenny's operation all year long look good and clean to you? No. If Mason Rudolph does this in one game with three games left, DK, I got to stick with him until I know I can go back to Kansas. That's it. Teresa nails it here. She just says stick with a hot hand. You don't That's overthink it. this. This time of year in this situation, yep. when you're trying to make the playoffs and all you got to do is win two games, okay, meaning that all that's left is two games, I, I don't really care about who I've designated what. That's fair. I, you know, you just you got to win. I think that – the more fun question is what happens if Mason wins out <laughs> and gets you into the playoffs. If that's the case, you're finding a new quarterback next year, <clears throat> period. Mason's 28 years old. He's 28 years young. Exactly. That's my point. <laughs> yeah. We think of him as like this old man because he's been around forever and ever, you know? I want to tell y'all this, too. If there's any quarterback in that building I'm rooting for, it's Mason friggin' Rudolph. That's my dog. Tell everybody why, because I think there's a there's a perception that he's not exactly Mr. Popular. He's a great friggin' dude. He gets it. You are you 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 attract to it, Mason. He's a he's just a guy, man. And he got the short end of the stick because he was behind seven. And then when he got his opportunity, he got his clock wrong. He never had a solid, solid fooling, footing and opportunity and trust because, yes, he get in the games. He threw interception. Heck, Kenny's got a lot of interceptions right now, but he's got the opportunity. Mason is a dude, y'all, and I hate that you guys have labeled him as a bum, as a bad human being, and as a bad teammate. He's so far from that. How about this from James says, Ben said that a quarterback needs three years. Mason has had more than three years. Mason's never, as a starter, you need that. This will be start number 11 in the as National a, Football League. As a starter, you need 11. that. 11. Yes, I agree. You okay. need three seasons. Yeah, when you see that he's played 18 games, remember some of those involve coming in for the last drive, mop-up and everything. Those do count as a game played. Uh, in this case, he, he's had 10 starts in the National Football League. None, by the way, since November of 2021, that game against the Lions at Akershore Stadium, right? Uh, in which in which he was plagued by drops and fumbles in the fourth quarter and overtime. Otherwise, he would have won that game, and everyone See? would have had really good recollect, but that's not how it goes. It's the last bad thing. That you remember here. Yeah, Hodge Hodge jumps into his defense here. He says three years. Yeah, 51 games. Rudolph has started 10. Exactly. Uh, so so Ben's point stands. We don't know. We don't know. Okay. <laughs> um, now, that's I, I'll say that while at the same time repeating stuff that I've said throughout the summer and the preseason, which is that Mason doesn't necessarily always help himself in practice. He's not sharp. Uh, a lot of throws in practice are quick, short, ah, touch, high. and he and he overthrows. And yeah, and and whereas as soon as they say, "Hey Mason, go hit that guy going deep," <laughs> and there bombs it goes, yeah, bombs yeah. away, right? <laughs> yeah. And and it, and it works. So if you work the playbook, such as it is, 
to his strength, you probably have a better chance than if you try to hope for him to be something that he isn't. And to Teresa and also Jim's point right here, both of them are saying the same thing. Maybe Mason needs a real – he won't get it now. He just won't unless he pull a Geno in year 11 or 12, whatever this is for him. As He's in quarterback purgatory right now, and that's why I'm rooting for him moving forward. I hope he throws for 500 yards, DK. I do. Now that's the conversation right there. Yeah, it absolutely is. Let's see if we've got uh, let's see if we got a couple more here we can take on any other subject here. Oh, we're still coming coming through for uh for Eric Rowe. Played for the <laughs> Patriots and the Dolphins. Whatever. My point is is that nobody around here ever heard of the guy and here he is. He's going to be he's out there practicing with the first team and he might be starting because all of the safeties have just crumbled. Uh, to the ground here. Bill Pastor points out that Mason won the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award coming out of college. That's because all him and James Washington did was hook up for 70-yard bombs. That's <laughs> it, man. I'm telling you, what a, what a tandem that was. Golly. By the way, the com- passing completion rates between uh, Kenny Pickett and Mason Rudolph are very mm-hmm. similar, too. Oh, yeah. The not, their stats, uh, Mason's are better. They are. Mason's stats are better than Kenny's. <laughs> and and Kenny's had more starts and more opportunity and everything else here. So, Whoa. you know what? I mean, there's also this, too. We can sit here and take, talk about storylines and everything else. Mason he took a couple clean. of bad headshots. He got smacked in the head with the helmet. He got uh, incorrectly and unfairly called a racist yep. by a liar, Miles Garrett. Not to He's open so that can of worms. Oh. He's so Go I ahead. can't believe that actually came up. Go ahead. I can't believe know. it came up on the next Friday. I can't, I can't forget that part of the story. He waited five days to make that up. I'd have said that immediately. If I'm calling somebody a racist, it's going to be that immediately. It don't. Right on the field. He would have been yelling it right in front of you guys. He would Did you hear what he said? Did, Did you, you hear, hear what, what you, he said to me? You, you know what You know what he would have. You know what you heard what your boy said? It would have been that. Right there on the field. None of you would have wondered why he was flipping out. Oh my gosh. But no, he waits until he waits until the following Friday. Don't you get this one started. That. No, we're over that one. We'll leave that alone. Yeah, yeah. Uh one more today here. And it's gonna come in from <laughs> Cool Race who says, Hey Moan, what's the best Christmas gift from Ben? Was Christmas gift a thing or was it just a um uh, Different yeah, time of year, gift, right? Man, always the suits. Uh, custom made, man. <laughs> those suits were about $5,000 a piece and stuff. So, yeah, Ben always came through with that time. How many of, stuff. of those you got? You got 11? Uh, <laughs> I got a lot of them. That he really? gave me a nice, uh, very nice Omega watch, too. That's it's cool. really nice. Yeah, That's he gave cool. me a nice Omega watch. I ended up looking it up. Now, and I'm going to. Is it expensive? It's, it's one of those types of watches where. It ain't even the amount of money spent on it. It's the prestige of having that type of watch. Understood. Yeah. Understood. The suits, and I'm asking this in the most serious possible way here. You're not as big as you were when you were playing. You know what comes with that? Go ahead. Lifetime adjustment. Lifetime adjustment. But it's it's realistic, though? Yes, it is. And um, there's a shop here in Nashville now that I can get them adjusted in. So, yes, it comes with lifetime adjustments on that, DK. James wants to know when you're going on uh, when you're going on Ben's show. The funny thing is, I asked Ben the other day when he was coming here when I saw him at the stadium, and he goes, he goes, oh, I'd love to, I'd love to. He was where was he when you tried to call him? He said uh, he, he was, was hunting. hunting. He was, he was hunting. hunting. Or yeah, <laughs> he was. He said, he's, oh, I would love to. He, goes, he so said it time happen. and time again. Yeah, he said it time and time again. I just got to get it to line up with his schedule. And if you know Ben, Ben is a hunter for sure. So he wasn't a lie on that one. Mike in Texas closes us out for the day with the best Christmas gift we would always get from Ben. Winning seasons. Winning seasons and championship seasons. You want to hear something funny? My producer at my day job is a big Baltimore Ravens fan. I'm talking about big Baltimore. We're we're real, real tight. And he says, Moan, I'll never forgive you. I was like, why? You ruined my Christmas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we did. Yeah, he could thank eighty four for that. <laughs> he could, and the he guy, could. and the guy, AB handed the ball to. <laughs> what a time, man! We realized how good it was. DK wasn't that long ago. We we knew though. We knew we were good. We did know that. Wasn't that long ago? It really wasn't. Uh, when we come back, we'll have a little bit extra here. 
Well, we gonna have a little extra, yeah. The place to get the merch is dkps.net slash Ramon Shop. Or if you're in the area, like all these people behind me, you can come and just see us. I want that beanie back there, man. That is a nice big beanie. beanie. The big Steeler one. With the, the with the with the poof on the top, head. that yeah. one there. That's an oversized one too. Mowing is shopping here. Yeah, they're all, they're all they're all they all fit. All right, all right, like I had a penguins one, man. That was super huge. I want oh. that one. I, I don't know where is that. Here comes our spokesmodel. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nope. That yes. I don't know what this is. The, yeah. the stadium fleece lined. Yeah, that one right there is <laughs> nice. But then there's a more modern for the for the less flashy. Yeah, I don't want to hide my Steeler allegiance. He wants it showing. I want it show glowing. It. <laughs> <laughs> yes, DK. Tomorrow we will wrap up. Uh, we will wrap up the week and and get everyone set for the Christmas weekend and everything. Uh, thanks to everybody who just sent in Christmas wishes. It was really cool, uh, Denny among them. And also to the people who contributed, Rochelle, of course, AJ uh, coming in with the kind words and a contribution. And the barber comes in with a reminder that it was a year ago uh, that Steelers Nation lost Franco Harris. sure was. And, uh, boy, you want to talk about something that feels like yesterday, huh? Wow. Yeah. Wow, DK. Absolutely, man. And somebody brought up something, too, and I did not want to be insensitive to. It's very true also. Um, Steelers ended up getting Kenny because of the passing. The reason we saw him because of the passing of Hassan, too. Yes. Yes. Oh, uh, I mean Haskins. Of, uh, I mean Dwayne. Uh, Dwayne. Dwayne I'm Haskins. About Hassan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh man, yeah, that's true too. It was a lot of man. It was, it's been a whirlwind. Oh, they're it's never boring. Wh- I'll tell you that. It has been a whirlwind. Never ever boring, guys. Hit the like button, please. On your way out, it helps. It really does. It makes a difference. All right, everybody. We'll do one more. We'll do one more. Yeah, we'll be here tomorrow. Absolutely. (laughs) Bye. See you.